365 Days of Sport. That's right, it's another edition of 365 Days of Sport. It's officially the greatest sports radio show on the planet. And now, I'm even going to go, it's double official. He's put a double on. I'm just, yeah. Well, that's the voice of uh, the best thing to happen to Auckland since mm. the Cat Cafe agreed to let ferrets in. My word. Well, this is all again news to me. You know a lot more about my own city than I do these days. I don't know where you're pulling this from. It's fantastic. But uh, well done to the Cat Cafe. I hate to discriminate against uh, animals. We're an animal-friendly show. We are, definitely. Well, fantastic for the ferret, ferret world. Oh, Moving well, forward. They're, they're just better. embracing They've felines a, 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 embracing feline. ferrets. Well, they've got a bit of a, you know, ferrets, they seem a bit skanky, don't they? Like they're skinny, weaselly little things. Are they actually, what's the difference between ferret and a weasel, actually? Not much. Not much? You haven't got any um, anthropological explanation for me here? No, it's too, too early it's in my... You want to talk about sport, do you? <laughs> Not really. I'm quite happy to talk about the cat cafe in Auckland. Well, I know nothing about it. You've really? Told, you've just told me I've you never can, heard of it. You can bring your cat to the cafe, and they have cats in the cafe that just wander around. Well, and cats been... don't travel around. It's not like dogs. You don't sort of put them on the leash and go for a wander with the cats. Well, I don't know if Auckland is a cat-crazy town. Well, my, my cats, what we had, they didn't really like us much. In fact, oh, when, we, they... when we moved house, we moved up the road at, at, um, from 43 Mangakiki Ave in our One Tree Hill, Auckland, New Zealand. We moved to number 6 Mangakiki Ave when I, in 19... And they stayed at the old place. They stayed with the next-door neighbour, the old oh. lady who used to feed them. Oh, just there you go. So, so you were starving them. them. We weren't starving them. We were very loving, although uh, the ginger one didn't like it much when I threw him out the window from two stories up when I was about oh, four. Okay. But I, I don't know much. I just wanted to see if he landed on his feet. Did he? Yeah. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. Did yeah. he spread himself wide like a parachute? Uh, like he, a- he did kind of a flip around. Yeah. I think I even threw him from his back. <laughs> yeah. Animal friendly show. Yes. I was four. I didn't know any better. The cat's fine. He had lived a happy life. Good. I Good. bet he did his with that. His name was Tom. He was a big fat ginger. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's in the news from the Beef Man this week on 365 Days of Sport? First things first, mm. I've got to approach this. You, you're a Kiwi. Yeah. That's, we've got that. You uh, are a Kiwi. at this point. Why is there a lack of, uh, of, of New Zealand not discovered podcasts and it's online It's because yet? at my age, my friends have all had kids. They've got one or two. They're all right at their sort of breaking pinnacle point at their careers where they're going to make the big dollars. Yeah. They've got their heads up their own asses. They don't want to chill out and have a laugh and enjoy a bit of sporting ridiculous off-the-wall banter. I know. Which is straight from the minds of ourselves. Minds that need to be explored in great depth, by the way, because yeah. there's things to say. I know. Things I'm, to be heard. I'm absolutely gutted at the there fact There is that 0%. That means not even my family are listening. I know. My brother, <laughs> mum and dad, mum. How can mum not listen? I know. She's got nothing. She doesn't even work. Oh, she's doing nothing. It's even worse. Yeah, she's, she hasn't had kids lately. Oh, they don't seem to find the time to uh, put it on. kick up the backside to the Kiwi population. Very, they're, very poor. They're probably gripped in lion's fever right now. Well, the problem now, about this gripe that we're having right now is they're not even listening anyway. No, yeah, they, they will the be. Anyway, well, they're, for the stars. they're probably having a, be- having a better time than uh, Blessing Okabare is right now. Right, I don't even know what you're talking about. Blessing Okabare is a... Is that a name of a person? Nigerian long jumper. Oh, right. His, his first she, name is Blessing. She. She? Yep. What's she done? Well, she actually got silver medal in the uh, Beijing 2008 Olympics. So she's half she's, handy. She's got an idea. But she was competing in the Diamond League meeting in Oslo. Her first jump, she sprints in, yep. jumps in, long jump, does yep. about seven and a half metres. Yep. Wig fell off. Oh, yeah. that's a bit of an embarrassing faux pas, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. She, 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 I would have thought she would discard the wig for aerodynamic purposes. Or, well, indeed. Or at least go for the Kathy Freeman speed cap. Oh, that would be good for a long the, jump, the big, wouldn't it? The big unitard. 
Yeah. Uh, so what what was the sort of outcome? Was it sort of like the old uh, testicle popped out the costume type of thing with anabolic? A little uh, bit, but yeah. um, actually she took it all in a stride. She just picked the wig up. Was she it, completely bald? Or? No, she had a bit of a skinhead happening. Okay. Which is, like you say, a well, bit more that's aerodynamic. That's quite common for African-American, well, just African women, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they have the very, very short, tight curls. Yeah. You know? Whether she's suffering a bit of... Uh, Premature boldness or something. I, I'm not yeah. sh- too sure. I don't know blessing personally. Alopecia. Alopecia. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it could be that. Um, but yeah, just picked it up, whacked, right. it, whacked it back on, put the headband on, yeah. and uh, carried on regardless. You know, alopecia for women has its benefits. Oh, really? Because if you, you can find there was a, a very attractive woman uh, in in uh, back in Auckland, New Zealand. I think her name was Anna Fitzpatrick, and she had alopecia. Yeah. She was a model, TV presenter, and right. stuff. She just chuck a wig on, but then. You know, no maintenance required down below. None, none of that. Uh, <laughs> none of the waxing of the legs or any other armpits or anything. Like that. No hair whatsoever. Ah. Obviously, eyebrows could be a bit. Of a, you know, you yeah. want those to feature a bit. But on the whole, very handy on, in terms of just the logistics of life in, in and terms moving of on. Body body maintenance. Yeah, just cheaper. Yeah, I mean, obviously, us men, we don't worry have to worry about the things like that at all. And, Never. Unless you're what, sort of part of the new age uh, metrosexual type, and you'll do a lot of maintenance. Well, if you've seen me and Rob, mm. definitely not us. No. No, I shave once a week or maybe every fortnight, but that's through lack of growth. Yeah, but, but, but basically, how did she go in the competition apart from the fact we're just going to focus on? I mean, is that is that anti-feminist that we're focused on the? No, fact? no, it's just because we're pro-feminist. We said this many on, times, no, and all of a sudden we're talking saying. about how she's she's got no hair. No, it's just if a it funny, was a male person. Funny that, thing that happened. Imagine if a male runner was wearing a wig and that fell oh, off. That yeah. would be hilarity. In it fact, would that be. would go global with just mockery. Well, I'm pretty sure this has only happened today, so mm. this will go global. All oh, right, it's time. Yeah, early news. Breaking news from Breaking meeting. news from yeah, the Oslo. Good. Actually, in the same meeting mm. in the Diamond League, in the 800 metres, they had a pacemaker. Okay. Uh, and he's run off and absolutely gunned it. He did the first 200 in 23 seconds. <laughs> Coming into about the 350 metre mark, he's looked around, he's 50 metres in front. <laughs> And the commentators go, oh, this is what happens with you got inexperienced pacemakers. And he thought, he looked around and there's no one there. And he thought, oh, I'm going to have a go and win this. Yeah, have a go. Yeah, they caught him with about 40 metres to go. Oh. He was knackered. He was absolutely stuffed. But that's potential. Yeah. Imagine if he'd get a bit in the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he's he, actually, because when you say he's a pacemaker, is he like wearing like all white and no, something? No, no, no. They, or, or I mean, they're they a, sort of nominate the, yeah. the pauper of the they race. Actually, they actually pay them more yeah. money to try and make sure okay. the race is quick so that yeah. is, they don't have people falling over each other yeah. and stuff like that. They try and get a really quick. Do you feel once you've become the pacemaker, your career's in jeopardy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he could be called the race pauper, I think is a yeah. good term. Although you're probably uh, making chump, money. Make, token turn up. Making more money than yeah. a couple of the runners. But in terms of that, yeah, you, you realise, well, I'm not going to win this. Yeah. And they only want, they're only going to pay me to run 600 out of the 800 sure. metres. Yeah, yeah. But as long as I do it quite quickly, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, you could come up with all sorts of terms. The waste yeah. of time, <laughs> the sort of the muck about, the, the three-quarter show pony. Yeah. So I thought that was quite funny when I saw that today when I was watching the athletics. How about this? Former England manager Sven Goran Eriksson, he got sacked today, mm. or yesterday, I should say. He was, managing, um, okay. yep. he was managing in China, the mm-hmm. Chinese club Shenzhen. Now, he's only been in the job six months, mm-hmm. but they didn't actually tell him that he'd been sacked. Oh. They put a poem mm-hmm. on their website. <laughs> this is no joke. This is absolutely no joke. Do you have the poem? Eleven years ago... You led Shenzhen football and never let us down. Nine years ago, you took over responsibilities and saved Shenzhen football. Memories of fighting together have never gone away, and now we recall the legend. For Shenzhen, we are reunited, reunited, starting a new trip together. Coach Wang, welcome home. (laughs) 
Now, probably in Chinese, it'd probably be a bit more poetic, yeah. but the English trans- translation is that is word for word what it is. So, of course, uh, his name was Wang. Wang. Yeah. He's actually he's former Chinese international Wang Beishan, mm-hmm. uh, but he was also their fam- f- former coach, as you can uh, tell. But they didn't tell Sven right. Goran Eriksson that he'd been sacked. So he sort of turned up for work, and they said, "Oh." Uh, what do you what do you do that, that that's exactly like did you know Jerry Seinfeld when he had he had a job on do you remember Benson the comedy from the eighties <laughs> yes yeah and he had a, a cameo appearance oh, on, right. on that show yeah and they they fired him without telling him oh really and he turned up to the script read and they said what and are you sort doing of sat here? down on his chair and there was no script in front of him they said oh. uh, where's my he said where's my script and they said oh um, you're not on the show anymore oh right <laughs> not to tell you but that's a bit that's a bit different to. Uh, and a football coach manager. That's yeah. that's the lead guy. So he only in six months he's only they've only played thirteen league games. They're based in Huangdong, and uh, they only won five wins in these thirteen games. So uh, probably right that they uh, didn't tell him. Mm. But I don't know whether he actually made the trip over to China to find out yeah. Jerry Seinfeld style that. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, you're not actually here anymore. I think the poem is some mark of respect, though. It shows they put some creativity oh, into things. Indeed. Yeah. So good luck to uh, Coach Wang. Good luck to him. <laughs> in his in his new role and the Xinjiang. Club, whatever they were called. Shenzhen. That's it. In Guangdong yeah. province. Brilliant. Um, friend you know, of the you show. Only move forward in times like oh, that. Can't that's you? right. Look to the future. Imagine if he uh, doesn't inspire a lot of wins and what poetry there will be. Probably be a haiku. Was that poem actually in Cantonese? And, or was it I think in, it probably was. Right. I, I wouldn't have thought they wrote that in English and then. Yeah. Uh, so I think just get a translator or something and. Yeah. Say, oh. And it's, this isn't looking good. It's quite funny sometimes when you, you pick up some brochures that have been translated directly from Chinese mm. into English and uh, some of the things you see, they're very literal. Well, I remember this in f- translating films. Oh, yeah. Uh, George of the Jungle. <laughs> uh, crazy Tarzan Man Wax Genitals on Tree. That, that was what that was called. Was that the name of the film? That wax was, Genitals that's what, that's what on I'm, Tree? Yeah, yeah. Wax Genitals on Tree. <laughs> Batman Forever was a uh, man in rubber codpiece suit <laughs> takes on frozen guy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so there we go. Yes. Brilliant. Um, friend of the show. Yes. Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski, who was, of course... The tight end for the, the New ti- England oh, Patriots. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The likes, uh, likes, bad boy. Likes a bit of a drink. Yeah, a bit of a disgraceful boozer. Yes. Womanizer. Yes. Loves, Sex fiend. Loves a bit of underage sure. action. Uh, yeah. Or allegedly. I wouldn't like to call him a friend of the show, actually. I read a bit about him. He seemed like a meathead moron. Well, he kind of is, because um, mm. he's just attended a wedding on the weekend. Yep. It was obviously a wedding of a player as well so he's been invited along mm-hmm. so they've got the bride to kind of run a, uh, a like a receiving pattern and they've tried to throw the bouquet oh, to right. her how did that pan out well Rob Rob's got up from his seat intercepted the bouquet <laughs> did a touchdown dance and slammed the bouquet <laughs> Down, spiking it everywhere. <laughs> How did it go down? With oh, the, it's uh, not gone down no, too well. No, it didn't well. go down at all well. <laughs> a wedding day isn't the type of... Uh, <laughs> no, you don't mess with that. You don't mess with that. It's a very fine line, the wedding day gag. It really is a tough one. <laughs> I, I had to emcee uh, a friend of mine who was a notorious larrikin up in Sydney and his wife, a little strict, I think oh, would, okay. be, would be the terms, yep. and had, trying to balance out telling how much an idiot my friend is and not offending the bride was a real task. Prepared yep. for three months. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, nailed it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but? No, there's no but. Oh, isn't there yeah, a but? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. So I basically just how, wanted to take a moment to say how great I am. How did it go down with her, though? Did she enjoy it? Oh, embraced. She was looking at me, like, very angry as I was... And started off with some Ooh, crazy yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah. But then I pulled it back with the oh, nice stuff. Oh, good work! So you got to finish on a high note, and oh, that's yeah. all she remembered. Yeah, so oh, turned, turned it all around. Finished on the high yeah, note. A bit of lovey dovey stuff. Oh, yeah, you're good, yeah. Rob. You yeah. are good. Wasn't even trying. <laughs> 
Now, we got contacted. Remember we covered the Beer Mile not that yeah. long oh, ago? Oh, yes, 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 yes. We've, we've been contacted by the organisers of the Beer Mile. Yep. They've announced the date of the 2018 International Beer Mile. Okay. It's in April next year. Yep. So, you said on air, yeah. you thought you'd be good at this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I told them straight off, you'd nail the drinking. There's mm. no problem. Mm. It's that running. Oh, of, I'm in. Um, you're in. Yeah. You heard it here oh, they should, they, they Facebooked us, I think, yes, as well. And I replied and said, yeah, yeah, tell me the okay. I'm, I'm there. You've nailed the drinking, so you've just got to I'm work on... I'm actually quite a good runner too, by the way. Don't this just go it. on about so the drinking. So you've got... Well, where are we now? We're June. So you've got 10 months. 10 months to train. To, to work on a mile. How shall I balance the drinking v the running? Should I just keep doing what I'm I doing? Think, I think you should just revert. Remember what Lewis Kent told us, and mm-hmm. who is the number two in the world at the beer yeah. mile? He told us that he does lots of running training, and then about a week before gets into yeah. the beers. I think you should do lots of beer training, and then just a week before get into the run. I'm, I'm not convinced by that. <laughs> I'm really not convinced by that at all. I tell, I tell you what, though, this uh, this sprint interval training I've been doing up and down yeah. the soccer pitch, it, my running is gone. Oh, my long distance running, I'm magic. flying. It's like I'm 19 well, again. Well, this is only a it's mile. Unbelievable. If you don't know what the beer mile is, you basically start off you scull a beer then you run 400 meters yeah then you scull another beer yeah run 400 meters you do that four times obviously and lewis kent came over to australia he's canadian mm. he did four minutes 50 seconds but there was a guy that uh he was in the international beer mile he came last he did 14 minutes i reckon 14 you, minutes yeah he spewed and had to do a bonus lap he had oh to do so you do get penalized for the throw oh yeah up. if you throw up okay. you have to do an extra I can lap foresee the first two being very easy but the three yeah. and four i think would be a bit tough there was a um triathlete as well or an Iron Man. He did. He did eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half. Yeah, I'd smash that. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's I'm fighting think, words from Rob. Well, let's put this in. Okay, so I remember doing a three k run test, which is ten and a half laps. Yeah, I did ten twenty nine for that. Oh, that's good. Going. Um, for really, yeah, for fifteen hundred, I think I can definitely do. Well, that's half that. So, oh, I mean, what did these guys do? Four minutes 30. Oh, I you're mean, not going to get anywhere near the world, that. The world record is 4.34, and Lewis, Lewis Kent did 4.50. If the, I could average 90 seconds per lap, yeah. that would make six minutes, yeah. plus add a minute for boozing. Drinking, yeah. Seven minutes. And if I could aim for less than eight minutes, oh, that would be pretty good. Uh, that's it. I like this. Yeah. We'll, we'll monitor your progress. Yeah, yeah. I like this. The yeah. 365 Days of Sport mm. officially sponsored yeah. uh, Rob Bryce. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Oh. I, I like a challenge. So, beer mile, people. People, we've, you've got someone on board. Don't so you worry about it. April, that's fantastic. I'm. Uh, it's those, something to look forward to in life. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And we're gonna we're gonna monitor this all the way. And mm-hmm. even said the beer mile tweeters. Yes, Rob. Hashtag represent. They will even offer training tips from Australia's number one Josh Harris and Canada's 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 number two Lewis mm. Kent world number two Lewis mm. Kent at uh, beermilers.com so well, I'm, I have I'm to, an uh, open book I like this whatever comes my way I'm willing to absorb I think we'll we'll probably get uh, international media covering you and your training for this oh, undoubtedly oh. so this is going to be a great great thing moving forward for uh, 365 Day Sport and for the Beer Mile it's good to have a bit of a, a partnership yeah what would you call that there'll cross be, marketing scheme there'll be all over this like well we'll get Ladbrokes on board brilliant um, now news today out of Europe yep it's all happening today it's been a busy day on the uh, news front true it's yep. all been all happening there's another Guinness. oh I should say sponsor. while you uh, while you crack that what are you drinking tonight well it's a unknown drop called Guinness really yeah yeah I just brought it back again for the masses um, is it still on they special they will sponsor this show in time is it still on special at Dan Murphy's it is $14 for a six pack you can't say no to that as long as you've got a loyalty card oh, so um, Guinness Black gold. As the coasters say, Guinness for strength. Guinness my is goodness, good for you. My goodness, my Guinness. 
My goodness, my Guinness. That's yeah, right. That's the old covered. ones. Hey, um, we went to Canberra, didn't we? Yeah, a great day that was. Yep. Oh, it was enthralling. What did we see? We went and saw a bridge tournament. The visuals. Oh, the visuals. It was <laughs> yeah. action-packed. Mm. In your mind, would you clar- classify bridge, the card game, as a sport? Yes. Good. I like that. It is now officially... Officially? Mm, this is a, the real word of official. Officially a sport. Good. Absolutely clarified by the European Court of Justice, mm. their most senior lawyer, the game is going to be considered a sport for that most important of reasons, tax purposes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but on top of that, there was a tremendous amount of strategizing. Yes. I was that complex. I sort of gave up. As you recall, there was a libraries of books. Oh, there was. But uh, there was no tax avoidance books in there. Well, did we look that deep? Well, we, uh, no, we didn't. Is it tax the, avoidance? It's or, avoidance, or not evasion. Evasion, <laughs> evasion is illegal. That's avoidance also, is fine. That's also in the news yeah. this week about yeah. uh, certain people. But the Euro- uh, European Bridge Union, or English Bridge Union, sorry, I should say, lost its initial claim against HM Revenue Customs, which says, Sports should have a significant element mm. of physical activity. Right. But the EBU appealed to the Upper Tax Tribunal, which referred the case to European judges. Great. So the EBU were claiming it's a sport, mm. whereas the HM Revenue Customs were saying sports should have a significant element of physical activity. Why? That's bollocks. Well, darts. Yeah. Pool. Oh, Snooker. Indeed. Snooker. That's Long it. bowls. Yep. Clear off. There's so Damn, many. What an utter load of bollocks. Um, Chess. <laughs> um, snow shovel racing, where oh. you just sit on a snow shovel. I think that's pretty physical. <laughs> given someone almost died going down a hill at 150 mile an hour. So um, the Advocate General, Maciek Spooner, mm. argued that sport should be understood as something that involved the training of mental or physical fitness in a way that generally that is generally beneficial to the health and well-being of citizens mm-hmm. and recommended that Bridge be exempted from VAT in the UK. Brilliant. Pleased to hear it. Sorry, well, carry on. No, he noted that the International Olympic Committee was among organisations that express, expressly include mental sports or endorse activities without a physical element, having classified bridge as a sport way back in mm. 1998. So, so that's so. mental as an intellectual sports well, or mental using your mind, not using, as in like our term of mental. No, no, it's no, not. No. You wouldn't say bridge. That's mental. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah. Using your brain to uh, yeah. do stuff. Do you recall some of the titles of those books? What they were that they had on. Um, uh, bridge for Dummies? No, well, possibly wasn't there. There was Bridge in the Menagerie. Oh, was there? There was Bridge the Fourth Dimension. Oh, jeez. We got, we got received very, very, very warmly by the bridge community. Yeah, well, it was a tough one to do. I had to put very that together. Tough. Very tough. So yeah. I went for the sort of... When it's like old people, yeah. go for like a 1930s jazz arrangement, jazz big yeah. band arrangement. They love it. So you get a bit of pizzazz and a bit of bup, 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 you know, yep. sort of like... A, you know, have you seen that film Cocoon? Yes, and the old Steve people. Guttenberg in yeah, his yeah, prime. That's, that's one, you know. You know when they go in the swim in the pool yeah. and that. You just, oh, and were, that, that's the jazz. The they old, were old people life. that's bringing them back to their youth in there the was 1930s. A, wasn't there a sequel to Cocoon as well? Cocoon Two, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> the Return. I think it was called The Return. <laughs> Steve Guttenberg never really went on. They with always it. return. They never depart further. True. I don't know why they want to come back. Could have been Cocoon the Fourth Dimension. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Who any, knows? Anything else in the news? Yeah. More. There's loads of news. He's this week. loading us up this week. The beef man. As um, as you may have guessed, we haven't got a guest, um, yeah. so there's going to be loads of news. But it's all fun. Right. You I'm get way more from us. Absolutely loving this. Yep. Louisville Cardinals. They're a college team in the states. Sure. Basketball. What's going on? Now they recruited a lot of good players, mm. and there was a reason why. Yep. Their coach. Yeah. Or not necessarily their coach, but they were bringing in strippers and prostitutes. As soon as you said that, I was going sexual. <laughs> yeah. I was going. I was thinking of that film. 
I think it's the air up there. Spike oh, right. Lee. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to draft the, the hot recruit to the, yep. to the college team. And he walks up to the college campus and they send him straight into a dorm. And there's two massive teddy girls ready to just jump on him. Yeah. Okay. So this is the real life version of that. This is the real life <laughs> version of this. So they're even talking about... They won the national title in uh, 2013. So they're the best college team going. And they're, they're even claiming that they may strip, pardon the pun, the title off... Louisville for that because of these favors. The the uh, scandal mm. um, has gone on from 2010 to 2014. Now the issue, what's going to happen is these players that received favors mm. from aforementioned ladies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are being declared ineligible Ooh. because in the college system you're not allowed to receive. Apart from free tuition, you can't get paid and you can't get sponsors' endorsements while you're in college. Right? Okay. That's their rules, and everyone knows that beforehand. So as soon as they've received these favors, yep. they're now deemed ineligible. So they oh. they are they are now. Gonna- I thought they were making like a pro feminism stance. Well, they should be. Exploiting women. What they're saying is that these players got paid in a certain way. Right. And they are now deemed ineligible. So they're going to have to go back through the records and work out when these players Some, got paid. Something doesn't sit right with me about that. Uh, right? It should They're getting paid. Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, There's something fishy about this. I want to get to the bottom of this. That's not payment. Well, to them it is. There it's, is a, it's a favour. <laughs> it's a welcoming gift. Nice, nice to see you. Well, there was an encouragement Look gift. Look what we do here. So the other thing is... They probably do the same thing when female recruits come up. Oh, no doubt. They'll get some guy, well-built lad to... Um, We're pro-equality. <coughs> I'm not sure reasons. the women will be so into it. So the upshot is... So, pe- so good women get raped up here? Is that what happens? <laughs> oh, my word. There is a line. Sometimes Rob does cross it. Louisville coach Rick Pitino, they're going to suspend him for the first five games for next season for his failure to properly monitor his program's alleged sex scandal. <laughs> what? That's official. That's official line. <laughs> so, like I said, they might even strip the uh, national title. Ah, just crazy. I'm sure stuff. they'll find a way forward somehow. Did you know how they found this out? I don't know anything about it, so definitely not. The scandal first surfaced when escort Katrina Powell wrote a book detailing the encounters oh. between players and recruits with prostitutes and strippers and the ANCAA began its investigations in August 2015. Of that time, so how do you have any idea when the book came out and how long back it was from the well, publication? Well, it of came the book? out in 2015, so mm. uh, as soon as it came out, the NCAA were straight onto it. Escorts can write fantastic books, no doubt. Oh, they'd have a lot of stories to tell. A lot of stories to tell, and women are quite graphic. I often worry about, you know, women, their chats about whatever sexual escapade they may have had with a, a gentleman, how much depth they go into. I've heard they're very, very thorough. Let's not go near it. I feel like we're in dangerous territory. Well, we are. Right. The last bit of the news that I'm going to say, there's an Argentinian soccer club, Sporting Club Pacifico. Yep. The Argentinian defender Federico Allende, he's just admitted in a cup match to poking an opponent with a needle. Right. Like on the field? On the field. Yeah. His quote is, we know we had to make the game dirty because top division players don't like it. Right. This is just... That's ridiculous. Did he do it? Was it in and out? Or did he try and stick it right in and leave it in? No, no. He poked him four or five times during the game. He kept just jabbing him. That's mental. Yeah, exactly. What sort of suspension did he get for that? Well, they're talking did about... Did he go to jail? They're actually talking about banning him for life. Well, this should be 
he should go to jail. Probably. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. Because I've got an idea how I'm going to beat the other team. I'm going to stab them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the strategy: stab I the mean, other opposition. Look, we all like our teams to win. Where's so? the sense of common decency? <laughs> it is not rite of passage to walk onto the field and stab your opponent. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just a game. Ferguson. Don't stab the opposition. Yeah. with metal. That's not how it works. I never swear on this show, but fuck me. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> you do not take needles onto the field and stab your opponent <laughs> with them. It just I don't think we even need to explain the common sense behind it. No. All listeners will be going, well, that's utterly mental. What yeah. a bad person. His mother has not raised them right. Yeah. Or he's mentally insane yeah. and should be put away. And a ban for life is the minimum there, I would have thought. The strange thing is, the, the guy he was stabbing, this uh, Otero, mm. he actually complained to the referee right. that he was getting stabbed By during the game. Yeah. And the referee basically ignored him. Took yeah, no said, action. Oh, what ifs. But the strange thing is, Sporting Club Pacifico actually won 3-2 against a team that were three divisions the higher. The team that were being stabbed still won. No, other way around. The ah. team, the, the stabbers. So the strategy worked. Yeah, yeah. strange thing. So uh, okay. I don't know if they're... Uh, I, I mean, mean, that puts John Hopawati's anal <laughs> finger... Revolver, like like it's nothing, like it's a walk in the park. So I'm not sure if they're going to get kicked out of the cup. It's not in this report, but uh, yeah, it's just like I said. I never swear on this show, but I mean, as a former professional sportsman myself, there's yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's got a South American ring to it, I think. That's very true. In Colombia. <laughs> Possibly. But Argentina, <laughs> I didn't think they were up to that. But uh, there you go. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you. That's a wrap on the news for this it week. It is. Oh, my word. There's plenty of information there, plenty yep. to talk about, plenty of you to discuss with your friends back afterwards. Greatest Sporting Benders, here we are, and we were just in South America a moment ago for the news, and we're still there. Good. Guatemala. Oh, nice. We have, not not long ago in Greatest Sporting Benders, we had a Gaelic footballer fan who went on the M1 on a horse and cart yeah, and was. got done for drunk driving. Yeah. Now, drunk driving might be against the law, but there's no such rule about drunk horse riding. Ooh. And believe it or not, it's actually a sport in Guatemala. It's a sport. Oh, look out. It's called Scatch Coil. It's Guatemala's unique drunk horse horse riding race. Brilliant. Yeah, so I'm here we go. This. I'm this loving this already. Stuff. Traditionally, Scatch Coil is meant to mark the end of, of the Day of the Dead celebrations. Drunk riders gather every year on November 1st at the town of Toros Santos to participate in the much-awaited race. As you'd expect, there aren't any rules to the race. No start, no finish, and riders stop whenever they please to gulp more mouthfuls of booze. <laughs> the chaotic race continues for seven hours straight with no visible concern for safety. Located 12,000 feet up into Guatemala's Cuchumatenis, I'm going for. There you go. Mountain range. Todos Santos is not an easy town to reach. The population is almost entirely Mayan, and although many of the townsfolk are Catholic, they haven't let go of their Mayan religious traditions and beliefs. And the day-long Scatch Coil, loosely translated as the Race of Souls, is one of tradition. Scatch Coil dates back to the 17th century when Spanish conquerors, after having won over the local Mayans, prohibited them from riding horses. No more horse riding, they said. Yep. So the practice of drunk horse riding began as a symbol of protest. How'd you win? Just well, let's just keep listening. I will. The riders start preparing for the event on the night of October 31st, of course Halloween in the Western world. Uh, they sacrifice a chicken to bless the sandy racetrack. Of course. And abstain from sex that night. Oh. A lot of sacrifice going on for this big event. Instead, they spend the entire night drinking a Guatemalan liquor called Quetzalteca. 
what's a decker? And in the morning, they are intoxicated and ready for the race to begin. The race track extends from one end of the village to the other. The men ride back and forth several times, getting even more wasted during the process with the rest of the village joining in. We'd already drink the rest of the year because of that tradition. So it doesn't really take too many drinks before the entire town is in drunken stupor. By midday, men and boys as young as 12 are passed out on the streets and in ditches. Women and girls usually do not participate, but it's not unusual to see a wife or child resolutely standing over a man blacked out in the street clutching a can of beer. <laughs> That's a real community spirit right there. Beautiful. Horsemanship is obviously out of the question in conditions <laughs> like these, and the riders who do well are the ones who can hold their liquor. Violent death is a very real risk for the riders. <laughs> <laughs> and extreme intoxication can cause bloody accidents. If one of them die, it's considered an offering to the underworld oh. that will bring fertile crops in the coming year. So right. many positives from this. Yep. It's just real community stuff. The riders don't seem to care how close they could be to death. It seems that the people who really do benefit from the race are the horse owners who make over 500 bucks on rental fees and, pe- and bets. The winner of the race, for all his trouble, is apparently awarded with a live chicken <laughs> and the title of El Capitan. El Capitan! <laughs> you know who I reckon could have been made a comeback for something like this? Who'd be right into it? Jose Sanchez Rodriguez Gonzalez. Oh. The return. Some riders were so drunk they had to have their hands tied to the saddled by their friends. Others screamed obscenities in Spanish and English as they flew past spectators at breakneck speed. It's a bit of foul language, yep. unfortunately. Bringing things down to more of a lowbrow. It was quite highbrow before that. Predictably, a few riders flew out of their saddles, landing with a dull thud on the loose <laughs> dirt. Others slowly slumped to the side before slowly reaching terra firma and giving up. Mayan tradition dictates that village men participate in the original Skatchkoil race Four times in their lifetime, it is considered a rite of passage, and on their last year, they triumphantly wield live chickens as they ride. The birds naturally do not survive the ordeal, <laughs> although most riders do. So once again, we are a pro-animal-friendly show. On- <laughs> We're not partaking. No. We're simply reporting. Yep. It's Guatemala. Different set of rules. Different set of rules, yeah. <laughs> but- can you just imagine some Guatemalan I charging can. drunk on a horse, wielding a chicken? But... And then stopping just to just to finish <laughs> a beer. Get yeah. What a performance! And well, that's not one of the greatest sporting benders. Oh, that is the greatest sport. That's officially the greatest sporting uh, bender. Because did you not come across that? No, that's the first time well, I've ever heard we. about that. So we've covered beer mile and Sasquatch, whatever it's called, mm. Sasquoil. We did go to point to point horse racing. We did. This doesn't have any point. No, literally or physically, <laughs> apart from um, or- <laughs> making sacrifice to grow your crops. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So Guatemala. So we'll add that to the list when yeah. we. Uh, when, when our show gets picked up, Guatemala's on. Just casually swing by Guatemala yeah, for a drunken horse racing. I just can't uh, believe they drink through the entire night. That's mm. a huge effort on yeah. some sort of tequila, I assume. I don't, I don't know. It must be. Well, they say beer, but it could be anything, it's really. A, it's a local drop by the sounds. It's a new, it's a new sport as well. It's a, today's a great day. Did yeah, you know no. it's um, it's World Flip-Flop Day today? Of course I knew. Well, well, that doesn't work out for this part of the world. I assume that's because it's up in America or something. Well, it, it's a bit warmer. I think if they called it World Fong Day... Yeah. Yeah. It might have different connotations around the world. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, so Jandle you're probably right. Yeah. It's World Jandle World Day. World Jandle Day, mate. Yes. World Flip Flop Day, National Fudge Day, and earlier in the week it was International Axe Throwing Day. I don't Why? There's so many days. Yeah. Would you like a bit of a worse song? Is that what you're after yeah, next? What definitely. are you after? All right. Let's do that. So, we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear. Because the words don't fit and the song is shit 
Who sucks this week? Well, it's the cricket, isn't it, on at the minute? And we've both been doing a bit of commentary for White Line Wireless. Surely have, yeah. So I found this song. Now, we take the piss out of the AFL and their club songs. Certainly do, yes, no doubt. Now, the Indian Premier League cricket, oh. they've jumped on to these club songs. They've joined the rampant worst song romp. Romp, indeed. Yeah. This is the Sun Rises Hyderabad club song. So I can just imagine the players, after a big win against the Pune Rough Riders and uh, Kolkata, whatever they're called. Vigorous opening. It's gone to like a punk super fast punk shuffle. an Irish jig tempo. That is intense drama. It's like they're, they're having it's a bloody happening. crazy rave at 300 that, BPM. That, that in is the, like, uh, it's like a preview for an intense action flick. <laughs> It's it's all sorts going on there. That's my word. That's the club uh, song. Is that I don't was that actually in Hindi? I didn't catch the um, language. Was I, it? In, I probably heard go, is. Goes goes. Go yeah. yeah um, I get that part. Go 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 go. Here we yeah. go. Here the orange army. Okay, uh, so that's so, all uh, English there. And go 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 go. Here we go. Here are the orange army. But what is quite funny is mm. the fact that Tom Moody's the coach, David Warner's the captain. Sure. And they're in the video giving it. I'll giving be going it for it. Yeah. Oh, I'll check that one out. So uh, mm. sunrises Hyderabad. So they play in orange, as you can tell, because they're the orange yeah, yeah, army. Orange army, sure. But you, I've heard Dave Warner's quite the musician. I've heard it's uh, you know no one's. He just loves it, the blacks on his OLED TV. Oh, he goes. Oh, he certainly loves those TVs. <laughs> yeah. He's made that very clear. But in terms of that, it's just a crazy. Imagine that well, fifty thousand Indians and that being pumped up at one hundred and fifty decibels. You're going to send the stadium into madness oh, with that it, song. Indeed, it's just going to be chaos running round. It's going to be a riot. How do you fancy that as a club song? Well, uh, I like the intensity. I really do. It's, it's got. It's got. This, sort of uh, that Russian polka type of drama about it <laughs> but it's also it's got this and I like the way it goes with the ombi and then it goes into the super fast what, which I is know. basically sort of the shuffle but that is so fast yeah, I know. that it's almost no space it's like early Metallica stuff you're getting you're getting hammered so um, on the worst song rankings it's ridiculous very ridiculous but is it where does it sit I, I sort of quite enjoyed it maybe oh did you yeah a I little was bit. just thinking when I first heard it I, I thought I was mesmerised not mesmerised yeah. yeah I don't know how how the uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad did this year whether Kings 11 Punjab knocked them over I'm uh, not no. too sure but all I know about those big bash leagues is nobody remembers who wins uh, that's true <laughs> yeah. that's exactly true
you're a bit of a golfer, Rob, aren't you? Oh, I have a bit of a. I, I got lowest. I got down about fifteen handicap. Oh yeah. But at one point, I was hitting low eighties quite regularly. Well, it was the World Crazy Golf Championships in Hastings on that's, the weekend. That's that's just mini putt, isn't it? Putt putt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you not? Do we not, not real golf? Do we not call it crazy golf over here? Nah, mini putt. Mini putt putt. So it was the mini golf, crazy golf, putt putt World Championships. Right now, I think you're about to launch into. You can be a champion of mini golf. You can. You can be a world champion. I suspect now putting maybe it's, it's got some a bit skill to it but yeah. I reckon course knowledge would be the main thing of a mini putt course crazy golf world championships 66 golfers descended on Hastings mm. on the weekend right. it's the spiritual home of mm. crazy golf in the British Isles what's the qualifying to get into that uh, you just turn up that's it I'm pretty sure you can enter the tournament they play it over 7 rounds 7 that, make, that makes sense yeah. you know, so you know. I think they play over 6 and then they take the top 10 and they yeah. have a shootout okay. type thing the world champion is 23 year old Olivia Prokopova from the Czech Republic. She is now a two-time world crazy golf champion. Are we talking big dollars? She won a thousand pounds. That's it. It's not bad, I is it? I would have thought mini golf would have a bit more going on. than uh, that's, Americans must not be involved in this. Well, they're, they're crazy on it. Yeah, they do love crazy that. Golf. Hey. But it's up to them. If, if they want to take the bull by the mm. horns and become a world champion, yep. got to do your research. Yeah, you got to work out what to do, where to be at the right time, practice. You know, when we were in the World the- Marbles Championship, Rob. Who yeah. came over to help us out? The American Marbles Champion. She came. She did come. Can't remember what she was called. Nah, she but was blonde. She blonde and played mm. marbles. She certainly did. She was from a marbles um, family. Now, in, in New Zealand, New Zealand, there was a particular course used to play. It was, it was a frequent go-to for five-year-old kids' birthday parties. Well, in fact, I was yeah. probably about eight or nine by this okay, point, actually. Right. And they had this hole. It was a volcano. Oh. And you put, put it into the volcano and it had about six different outlets. Right. Could be random. Right. Any one of them. One would go in the hole. One would shoot it like back at you. Uh, no, no, it would go off the course into the bark on what? the side over the curb. Oh, that's health and yeah. safety issues there. Well, just old school New Zealand. You know, yeah. we invented the luge. Do you have been in the luge in New Zealand? <laughs> we didn't worry about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. But uh, so that's a massive element of, of yeah. luck. I think this is the most skillful sport so far. you've come up with so far okay. that actually requ- is going to be challenging. For but anyone time. could do it. Anyone could. You anyone know, can do it. What's the trophy like? The big novelty check as well for yeah. a thousand pound. Oh, I'd I'm like sure. to get one of those giant checks one Would time. Would you? In fact, when we actually sign our TV deal, oh, I'll, I'll I'm going to demand a I'll giant I'll put check. in the contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are not signing any deal without a big novelty yeah. check. We're just like Happy Gilmore. That's what he yeah. did. In, in, he did. Yeah, he yeah. kept them in his car. He kept them in his he? car. He just loaded <laughs> yeah. them up. So many part. There we go. No, I mean, not. That, I mean, it's a pretty well-known one. On this one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's an official it's World an Championships. Official world and championship. we're no doubt we're going to enter this, but it's over a weekend. You have to play two two days. She was 31 under for the tournament. Right. Over seven rounds. So that's not bad, is it? You know, that's, that's pretty good. That is very good. Oh, that's, that's, that's outstanding. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life when the world never I've gone a little bit different this week. There was an incident in the cricket, in the Champions Trophy between Australia and England. So mm. I thought, we had Paul Winslow on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, who was a founding father of the Barmy Army. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest sports fans going around the world. They're Cre- Barmy for a reason. Barmy for a reason. England traditionally aren't very good away from home. Right. But the Barmy Army travel in numbers and they have an absolute ball. Mm-hmm. Very creative with their singing and their chants. So I've kind of put together some highlights. Mm. A 
along the way. I do love these songs. Highlighted by the incident with Aaron Finch of Australia. Aaron Finch. This week. Bowling here to Stokes. Off his hip. Takes it down towards backwards square leg. Towards the holy stands. Some jeering for Aaron Finch to sweep up. But he picks up cleanly and delivers right into the gloves of Matthew Wade. That must be a lot of pressure down there for him at the moment. <laughs> I was about to say, we wondered who'd draw the short straw. Um, the Steve Smith short straw to have to go field in front of the Hollis stand. He's obviously picked on somebody who thinks he can take it. But... They're in song down there now. What are we singing? It's coming, it's coming <laughs> This is brilliant. That's genuinely a special yeah. moment, Graham Swan. Yeah. I can report as well, by the way, uh, gentlemen, that they weren't singing Cricket's Coming Home. They were singing Finch is Going Home. Oh, I see. Even better. That's that's off the top shelf, really, isn't it? Finch is going. Oh, dear. Poor old Finchy. I like that. He will be going <laughs> home. They'll be, on, they'll be on Qantas Flight 2 in a couple of days' time. QF1 gets you to London and QF2 gets you home. Let's start again. He's not winning them over. Coming to starting again as well, bowling his third over, chopping down hard on that, David, 78 for three. See, I, I would, I think one area where Australian cricket's really missed out, they should have got Justin Langerian to teach all future Australians how to deal with that crowd. Mm. Surely the only way to take that, if he'd started running around like an aeroplane sign and giving him the big thumbs up, they would love him right now. He'd be a hero. I, I thought you were going to say that they're missing a beat with not teaching... Australians had to sing songs at the cricket. No, the, the Australian will never know. How to We're do not that. very good at that either. Cummins to Stokes. Bowls here. Pushed through cover point for a single to that man, Aaron Finch. And they give it to him as well. He does get his throw back into the keeper's gloves, but Aaron Finch has a long day ahead of him. He makes eye contact with the man with the banana. <laughs> Make of that what you will. You should never wave your banana at another man. <laughs> Testify. I wanted to bite there, but... Oh, he's, he's egging them on. He's trying to say, come on, that's not all you've got. That's not how you do it, Finchie. Come on, think, man. If he just smiled and laughed, like Alfie Langer did, he got down on his... When they were singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to... He got. He took his <laughs> shoes off and he knelt on them and he sort of walked along as if he actually was a dwarf. They loved it. He won them over in one swift stroke. See, the thing about what I love about that, I think about what would I do if I was Aaron Finch then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and... If it were me, I would I would just be laughing my ass off. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm of course not. I've never been an elite sportsman. I've never taken myself <laughs> seriously enough to want to push myself to that level. And that that's the difference, really. The like, problem I, is as well when there's fifteen thousand people singing at you, just taking the piss. If you engage with them and then you do something wrong, you're in for a long <laughs> day. So if he dropped a catch or he misfield it, you just yeah, you, yeah. you can't turn around. You can't look mm, at anyone. Mm. And yeah, it just have been crazy. So part of that, I love that story that Graham Swan told about uh, Justin Langer as well when they were because Justin Langer is only five foot four and obviously the the Barmy Army used to call him the uh, one of the seven dwarfs and uh, like you said he he took it in great spirits and kneeled down with his shoes on his knees and started wandering around the field so uh, just things like that are fantastic look I've put together some other stuff as well but it's just typical Barmy Army She took it up, the billabong. (laughs) And she groaned and she took it up, the billabong. So you can say something entirely crass so long as it's with a nice tune. Oh, exactly And a familiar tune. Hey, there's nothing crass about that. (laughs) 
Yes. Oh. Uh, it's just pure. And, and the Barmy Army well, come this kind up. of underlines what we're talking about when we yeah. did have uh, Paul on the show. No one can come back to it. It's like... That's and, right. And they would have planned all that. At oh. least or at least they have things like can substitute the names in here yeah. and there. No, that, it's exactly right. And, and being mildly... Mildly creative. Mildly creative and mildly abusive. Yeah. But in good nature. In very good nature. That's it's right. It's got a nice melody. You swing your arm and everyone has a great laugh. Now, the Barmy Army have been so successful that the players even know the words no, to, their, to their yeah the, but they know the words to their own song now this was on the big bash this year mark wall claimed that he didn't know his song yeah yeah i think i, I scored one too at one stage what was yours all about oh i can't i've tried to forget it actually right <laughs> i can't remember that one for you Rick? mark wall is an aussie where's a baggy hat when he saw the bookies cash he said i'm having that <laughs> he got a good memory shut it out with warning they went and had some beers <laughs> And when the OCB found out, they covered up for years. <laughs> you know, word for word, you are kidding. That is the moment of the Big Bash one. Ricky Ponting singing. That tells you what impact it is. And the other players in the team are using that as ammo in the dressing room. You just yeah, know. Yeah. I just, there's anything when there's that, there's that moment where someone famous has done something morally yeah. wrong. And this is exactly Ricky Gervais's attitude when he does the Golden Globe yeah, Awards. Yeah, yeah. And he just rips all these sleeves to shreds and it's it's hilarious yeah there's an elephant in the room let's just <laughs> take it head on and yeah. go for it absolutely fantastic but, nah, so, and the fact is I mean that's 10 years previous but Ponting yeah knew all the words <laughs> it must be hard not to be laughing on the and field and Mark what oh, I can't remember can't remember the words no <laughs> what no. we got next Jesse Ryder's an evil man he gets pissed wherever he can he doesn't give a shit Shit about Victorian is boy. Jesse Ryder's a sword. He thinks he's a god. When he feels so pissed off, shit, he should have gone home. So Sloop John B, a great song, great number. And taking the piss out of Jesse Ryder, yeah. getting on the lash. If there's not... They had, oh, about, they had about three verses. There's no well. shortage of material for Jesse Ryder <laughs> blowing yes. out on the booze. But again, a great song to choose for oh, a, a big gang it's a, vocal. It's a good sing-along as yeah. well. I, I, I cannot see Australia ever being able to come back at this. Just, I don't know, I don't know why... Mm. But I'm going to finish with the all-time classic. Apart from, you know, when Jimmy Savile gets up and, you know, sings uh, We Are the Army, Barmy, Barmy Army and all that, and everyone then gets, goes a bit mad for a while. This is what the Barmy Army are going to be remembered for long in Australian memories.
I do wish I was there when that was ramping up. And, well, and the, the absolute brilliant one was when yeah. they sung it to him and he was yeah. walking out to bat. And when they finished that, they started singing, Super, Super Mitch, Super, Super Mitch. And then he got a first baller. <laughs> and you just, oh, you can just imagine. Can what? I just make it clear as a New Zealander and a Welshman, yeah. this is not an anti-Australia piece. Oh, no. It's just we're just enjoying, we're uh, just enjoying colour and culture and sport. Crowd. Is that what Banter. Where neutral as can be. I know what you're, I know what you're talking yeah. about. No, no, no. It's not an anti-Aussie thing at all. This is this is just it's we're a celebration of the Barmy Army of cricket of cricket in general, and yeah. that's what makes actually going to watch the Ashes. Yeah. I mean that Jesse Ryder thing. I loved it. Yeah, I'm Zealand. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. like I said, there's about three verses of that. Oh, very good. Well, we love the Barmy Army. Fantastic. Yes, well great done. stuff. Uh, what's in the life of Beefy this weekend? What have we got? Well, the Lions, obviously, playing the New Zealand Mildew tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, big, big game. Apart from that, yeah, mm. just kicking along. We're commentating on the final of the Sunday Champions night. Trophy, India-Pakistan. India-Pakistan. we be ferocious. No, so that final of the Champions Trophy, it's been a decent tournament, actually. It's been some competitive mm. cricket. The weather's kind of ruined it a little bit. But, the weather uh, has, I mean, for me, I mean, because if we'd taken on down Australia at the start, it could have changed yeah. everything. No, exactly right. Yeah. You'd, have, you'd have gone through. Obviously, I'll never forgive Shakiba Hassan and <laughs> Mamadala, Mamadala, the prophet, the prophet of one Mamadala. name. Honestly, four for thirty odd, and they both get hundreds. Yeah, I a could remarkable not that. game of cricket. Just a bit of a shout out to Moondog for your your ales yes. on that night. We will be reviewing Moondog yeah. on. If one Guinness of the f- don't come through, you're definitely up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rob enjoyed the hospitality in the White Line Wireless. I, think I, I started with the dark ale, and then I moved on to the pale ale, and I was actually smashing them at a rate of knots. And I said, "Oh, I'm getting a bit pissed." So I think once I swear my speech, I'll pull it back because <laughs> well, I am commentating. Not good for a commentator. Not good yeah. for commentator. Radio. So I pulled it back and then right at the end I wrapped it up again and my word, the next day, the headache. Oh, it was beautiful to see. Good. It was, you know, 36, going on 37. That's uh, not the way to behave. Oh, I, had, well. I had the most rank sloth day. I managed to crawl out of bed for uh, at about one o'clock to watch Hawthorne play Gold Coast and oh, get yeah. a hiding. Threw up at half time. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went back to bed. I was lying there like a sloth. I was potentially going out for dinner with a lady. I was subtly trying to angle it towards not doing it, which fortunately she went back to Geelong. It didn't happen. And I just lay there and ordered Uber Eats from bed. Ooh. Yeah, $35 worth of duck. Oh, nice. <laughs> Smash that and, uh, my word, it was a productive evening for Roberto. Flatmate I'm Bruce impressed. just looked at me in disdain. Shame on shame on me. Oh, well, there you go. So that's, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week. Hey, hey, from what I hear, there's 365 days. I said, hey, hey, from what I hear, there's 365